and welcome to Acolytes of Merlin. Uh, we are back with our discussion of adaptations. Uh, this is part two of two, as far as we know. Uh, we're your hosts, John. And Johnny. And we have on our agenda today, um, we did the good, we did the bad, now it's time for the ugly, I mean the <laughs> mediocre. <laughs> Or, or, or let's go with mixed bag more than mediocre. Okay. Cause, cause, yeah, yeah. Because mediocre implies that the whole thing is very meh. When the, the stuff that will be there's, there's <laughs> one in particular that is anything but that. Yes. Yes. <laughs> um, yes. All right. Uh, do we just want to start? We already Which went we... over. Yeah, we already went over all of our. If you want to like our thoughts on. More about the theoretical stuff of what makes a good or bad adaptation. Uh, we talk about that in the first adaptations episode. So go check that out. Yes. Uh, so let, let's start with that one then. So All right, the big one, the big ticket one. Yes. Uh, Game of Thrones. Game of Thrones. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Definitely not. You're, you're right. It's uh, Mediocre is a... Um, what word I would not... <laughs> is, a, is a below mediocre way to describe the yes. show. Um, because... It was the best of TV. It was the worst of TV. <laughs> but, like, actually, though, because the first four seasons might be my favorite, like, four seasons of television ever. Mm-hmm. And it also, like, it translates the book to the screen perfectly. After that, you get five, six, uh, seven, even more, uh, and eight. Ugh. Ugh. <laughs> Thought going to bounce back a little bit. Nope. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and, I mean, there are... How many claims and you know, theories out there about, you know, what exactly led to that. Right. And, you know... Everyone can make a good guess and, you know, judge what's true about what happened creatively behind the scenes um, to kind of lead to season eight. But um, we don't know. No, it's there's like the 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 main prevailing theory, quote unquote, would be that. D and D wanted Star Wars money from Disney. That now that's the cynical corporate way to look at it. But mm-hmm. uh, but the slide starts earlier. So it's not like so. You have like one through four are, are just amazing. Um, and the slide really kind of starts around five, but that also coincides with the books. Yes, so. If we're talking about quality of adaptation, we can't really say the adaptation right. necessarily slips at that time. Right. In, in fact, maybe there are parts of the adaptation that they like them cutting stuff out made streamlined it more from a certain point of view. Right. But I, I don't think that um, it started sliding really until episode seven, as an episode seven, season seven, as an adaptation. Yes. I, I, yeah, I, I would agree with that. Um, the the key without we're not gonna do uh, if we spoil if we really need to spoil something we'll like say it but the the reasons 
I would say with seven in particular is that they move they they start they move away from. So the, the the story was always going to head towards more plot centric stuff towards the end, um, but the story swayed. They it the, the way seasons seven and eight play out are instead of the strengths of the sh- books and the show by extension were. Character moments, dialogue, character interactions, motivations, um, like a, a lot, a lot of it was the small moments. Uh, and naturally, as you get to the end, you're going to towards the end, like, and more of these plot lines come together. We're going to see more of those bigger moments. But seven and eight, some of it felt unearned. Um, it was fast. They, it was too fast. Um, scenarios stopped being as realistic. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, which, which, uh, and then you get, which gets into uh, suspension of disbelief, which is, that's more of a t- TV thing, but as far as the adaptation, yes, they knew the ending that Martin had planned I'm sure a lot of that, like, the big points are kind of true. But if slash when we see it in the books... <laughs> we, we, it, we, can, we can judge a little better. Right, yeah, and I think that... It, I think certain things will feel a little more natural and we will be led to certain... I'll say more so some character development will feel more natural and not as drastic or random I don't love the word random but and seemingly random well yeah, yeah there, there's there's yeah, there's definite character development um, just in general character development as a concept where there's more of it that builds a like clearly builds on something other stuff that has happened before yes. you, you see like oh this is often you have the feeling of, oh this is inevitable that it would have gone this way right it's I think that given the unique situation of this as an adaptation with the books being unfinished mm-hmm. it's tempting to say and this is something that I've thought in the past is that um the creators of the show are great at doing an adaptation, yes. but not necessarily at writing something of their own. But on thinking, on having second thoughts about it, I don't buy that because they do so many good scenes that aren't in the books, which you can't manage if you don't have an instinct for storytelling yes. and to re- be able to lean into the strengths of the source material, which again, as you said, are characters dialogue. Yes. And, and, and season, while not as strong, season six still has some really good parts. Yeah. And, and, and yes, obviously they would still have the books to go on, but they didn't have a, like winds of winters or book six or whatever is not written. 
Right. So, there was at least one. I, I'm thinking of three different really good parts, and one of those parts is confirmed to be in Winds of Winter. Yes, I think I, I think I know what you're talking about, mm-hmm. but yeah. So it. So I, I I don't know. It's a, and you almost feel bad for the actors and for basically everyone else. I don't know. I don't want this to turn into, into like we're crapping on D and D, but like at the same time, it kind of like that stuff starts at the top. D and D crapped on us first, right? Yeah, like yeah, like that stuff does start at the top. Um, they 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 have like um, both Kit Harrington and um, Amelia Clark, which who are who are basically the show leads. Yeah. at the mm-hmm. end of the show. Yeah. Um, both um, have given reactions in interviews that betray what they really think about yeah. the ending. Yeah. Having gone through <laughs> seasons one through four. <laughs> four. Right. Yeah. And, yeah, so it's... It, it's it's interesting, and it's, it's, it, it's a sh- it is a shame, and just as a show, that, like, so much of... I have just such conflicting feelings about this is about just the show in general, just because again, seasons one through four are almost flawless, like entertainment and storytelling, or at least as flawless as like you could get almost. And then the only th- only thing I can think of is I don't like how season four. I think the way that season four ends is underwhelming. Yeah, if I remember, like they what didn't it, have something really good to end it with. Yeah, I yeah, they, they I mean, they, they weren't ever going to be able to top the last scene of season one as far as like endings. <laughs> but um, what about what you're talking about? Episode nine of season one. What about episode oh, nine sorry. of season three? I, I, I meant. Sorry. Oh, you I meant you meant season ten. No, or, or, uh, yes, episode, episode ten. 10. What is with me with seasons oh, and yeah. episodes? Oh, sorry. So you're, you're oh you you mean as far as um no forget no forget I, I misunderstood you. You were talking about yeah. There was nothing in the books. There kind of is. <sighs> yes, in the books, there is one thing that is not in the show at all. Yeah, that's, one really major thing that yes. is on the level of that yes. ending of season one. Yes. Which will be... Yeah. So, all right, we shall we... Um, yeah, move on to some other stuff. Yeah, well, we'll talk... We'll probably... Let's move on to Potter. We'll probably... So, i probably spoiler for Harry Potter just because we'll probably want to get more... I, I feel... I want to get more into details with Harry Potter... You don't want to do Harry no, Potter? No, 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 no. I want to go into more details with Potter. So we should do spoilers. Okay. Spoilers it is. Yeah. Um, um, I mean... So spoilers yeah. for Sp- Harry Potter if you <laughs> haven't read or watched the... Spoilers. McGonagall kills Flitwick. <laughs> I heard once that there was... Um, there was someone at like, the Half-Blood Prince release that like went and read the ending and was standing outside yelling at people, Snape kills Dumbledore. Oh, there, like. <laughs> oh, there was a um, there was a video that was released after Deathly Hallows that showed someone driving around in a van. Oh, that's, that's just... riding around in a van, giving all the page numbers of different character deaths. <sighs> that's awful. <laughs> that's just like, yeah. Um. And then um, he 
fell out of the van and he was he sustained no injuries from falling from the van but then he he passed away um through uh, unknown reasons wait no, wait, no, wait I, oh. no <laughs> that was a bad thing to joke about anyway oh, um yeah yeah potter potter more, i would be more comfortable using mediocre more comfortable than game of thrones <laughs> I, I i still like mixed i still like mixed bag um because ultimately i would fall on the side of their good adaptations if, yeah if you had if, if to. i'm like if i'm going if like mediocre is like almost a 50 on a 1 to 100 scale the I would say, like, as a whole, it falls, like, on the good side. Yeah, it's... But but it, I can't avoid calling it Mixed Bag, too, because of the different visions that are apparent throughout. That's... Yeah. And it stabilized really late. It did not yep. stabilize until 6. Cause even Because no. even though Yates directed 5... It was a transition it, from 4. And it was also a different screenwriter. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Huh. I didn't know that. So. No, that's interesting. I... It really makes three and... It's interesting. Well, so what is your... So let's go with what is your favorite and least favorite, both as a movie and from an adaptation point of view? In terms of the in terms of the book coming to adaptation, I'm defining as the book coming to life on the screen, and just which one did you enjoy the most? And we could do like the bottom for that as well. <laughs> Jeez, um, wait, didn't you say top and bottom for for adaptations and movies? Yeah, sorry, yeah, yeah, I didn't say both, yeah. My bottom is my least favorite of those is going to be tougher, but I have a worst adaptation. Well, b- both my least favorite movie and my and worst adaptation are going to be tricky, but I have my top two for the others. If if you need time to think, again, top top two. So what, well, or sorry. So be- best adaptation, or, or what you think the best adaptation was? Your just favorite one as a movie, whether or not it best adapts the book, and then what was did the worst job bringing the book to the screen, and what was your least favorite of them? The easiest of those is the worst adaptation, which to me is clearly Order of the Phoenix. Okay, it's not even close. I I would, I I would tend. I wouldn't disagree with that. I, that. That's the one where I would have the not super strong feelings on. So I would probably agree with that. Because it, I mean, you don't really need to go any farther than realizing that it's the longest book and it's the shortest movie. I was, yep. <laughs> yep. <laughs> and then on a, um, I would say not entirely unrelated note, it is also my least favorite movie. Okay. Okay. So why? Okay. There are. Four and five are my two least favorites. Four is... Oh, okay. Interesting. Um, I... But I appreciate them both more as I watch them more. Um, there are... I, I just... I appreciate the whole um, sinister power play in five. 
Yes, and in fact, I think which does come is the one thing that does come through pretty well. In the yeah, movie. and I think on that note, like in five, uh, in the movie, in terms of both adapting it and what and in general, Imelda Staunton is. Imelda, she's great. She is a fantastic Umbridge. Mm. Like, what else has she done? The, I think there was something else she was in that I saw, but. <laughs> But yeah, but she that in and terms you were of like I have you haven't said a word, but I hate you. Right. In, 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 in ter- <laughs> I mean, they they exaggerated some of the stuff, like the pink and the cats, but like it, it, it I didn't wor- have a problem with that though. No, no, I didn't because it worked with how she was kind of playing the character, which played super well with like the other characters. Also, it was probably the right decision for a visual adaptation. Yes, yes. Yeah, yeah, because you have her her voice and the way that she carries herself, um, but the pink around her helps to contrast her her motivations. Yes, um, in a way that the you know the book talks about but can't do in the exact same. Way. Right? Yeah, yeah. Okay, so. Um, Best adaptation. I think I've landed on mine, I think. Sorcerer's Stone. We're close. My, my best adaptation, I would say, is Chamber of Secrets. Okay, I can see that. Um, Here's the thing. I As adaptations... I, I, I the, think I know where... Yeah, this is... The beginning and the end of the series are both really like I, I think they're really they, they jostle for me for like to, for like first place okay the prob uh, the what what puts one maybe two I could be you, you I could be convinced for two um, puts that above for me is um no you know what I would still I I am pretty sure about Sorcerer's Stone over Chamber of Secrets because you just can't beat the whimsy of Sorcerer's Stone. That's true. And it's That's just true. it just has this it has this character of its own that Chris Columbus brings to it that it's just it's just unmistakable as a style. Um, whereas um, the later movies are um, pretty spare. In how they um, just set out the space to tell the story. Not that there is an atmosphere, there is, but it's it's mainly getting out of the way, in and, my opinion. Right, and I at think least that, in comparison, no. And I think that kind of speaks to books one and two are obviously the shortest books, but like that does help. And, and so it, help. it helps Chris. It, it, I think that combined with having the same director for both of them, them being both tonally this. Totally similar uh, in the books lends them to like, like works and that tone working well with Chris Columbus's style worked really well. Uh, and then later, the the trickiest thing they had to deal with later on, especially Goblet of Fire onward, is just is length was the big thing, and just in. At least from a strictly adapting and condensing things that they, they, they were never going to make a... None of the movies, I don't think, could become as, be as close to the books as 1 and 2. Just It's just physically 
physically impossible. Um, yeah. Also, Richard Harris. Yeah, yeah. He... Richard Harris as... Richard Harris, um, stunning Barty Crouch Jr., or um, threatening Umbridge in his office. Oh, man. I want to see that so I, bad. I know. It's... Yeah. It, it, it's... Or fighting Voldemort, even. Yeah, the, yeah, the fighting... It's... Yeah, it, it is tricky, and... The, um... He's great. The only... The, the biggest... I don't generally strongly dislike... Oh my... Wow, this is embarrassing. Um, second guy. Michael Gambon. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I don't dis... I don't strongly dislike Michael Gambon, but... He's... He's too... Ulti- rough is the word that I would ultimately use. And the... The... The scene that encapsulates that the most is Harry Potter. Did you put your hammer in the cupboard on fire? <laughs> you missed. You, you ruined me leading into that. Oh, sorry. Darn it. Um, right. I. I. I just. I. I think that it's uh, come out that like he he said like I don't respect it. Entirely, like who does that? Gambin doesn't respect the role entirely. Really, that's what I believe is the case. Um, And it does seem that like he acts, he acts fine in three, five, and six, and eight. (laughs) I yeah Uh, yeah, but um, but he um. He's not trying to be Dumbledore. No, yeah, I would agree. It doesn't with that. seem that way anyway. I, I I never thought of it that way, but that kind of makes sense. There are parts that he does really well. Like I think he, he does the train scene in the end is was good. Yes. yes um it was. uh him the Voldemort fight's good. Um some of the pensive stuff is generally pretty good. Uh, he was I I was um I liked him in three. Yeah, he's good in three. Yeah, um, he was he was um appropriately you know you know carefree. Right. Yes. Whimsical, somewhat. Yeah. It's kind of a um, an overseer. Yes, overseers. Yeah. Like and I'm in, like this is fine, and then. And then someone God. put Harry's name into the Goblet of Fire. I, 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 yeah, it, it's interesting. So I, I, three is my three is my favorite movie. Ultimately. I think you told me. That. It's funny. I I used to hate it because I was like, it's not like the book. They didn't do this, this, and this. But I'm like, you know what? They went for something different, and it really worked. And the parts of the important parts of the book, like the Dementors, Sirius, the time travel sequence were all they really did well they 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 like I, I really felt like Harry Von Hermione cared and I cared about them because of the way that it was like done. That's that is my um favorite if you take Harry Potter out of it, that is my favorite director. Oh Alfonso Alfonso Cuaro. Cuaro. yeah. I get yeah. 
No, he is. Well, he he has the most. He has definitely the most distinctive style outside of like Christopher. Even he he probably has the most distinctive style. Period. Like, or, or depending on how you look at Christopher Columbus stuff, but I mean, um, I, I I think that in the context of Harry Potter, Chris Columbus does have the edge and style. Yes. Um, oh, in terms of who adapts to the best, yes. Not not even as far or, as just just who has the most just the, the most apparent distinct style. I okay, I, th- I, I th- would think it's Chris Lowe. It's I, I can easily see you disagree. I I it's, think it's that tough. it it is the distinction of Quaron is sharpened by the fact that it comes right after one and two. Yeah, so the difference okay, yeah. makes it seem like just more different than anything. But like, you go from the leap from one to two or two to three rather is. Leaps and bounds more than three to four. So yeah, I, I, that, at least I think so. I, I always looked at the leap from three to four as bigger than three to two maturity. Really? Most well, it's tricky because like you have the dementors are like literally like depression as a like fantastical monster, <laughs> but like which is dark. But like for me, what Elvis Goblet of Fire is like. like death is kind of like that's where like really start like characters really start dying in book four um like on screen and like and and Voldemort's return is the other big like that's it's the turning point of the whole series but it's like there's still a little bit of the I mean I I think it's generally an appropriate transition I, I I but I generally I generally tend to group one, two, and kind of three together in four, five as books, or more than as books. As books, yes, okay. as, yeah, as books. Oh yeah, for as books. Sure. Sorry, because, I should have been. I should have been making that distinction. Sorry. Because Sorry. Uh, yeah, it's like I was like one, two, and three, and I saw four, and I was like, whoa, just yeah. the, just the just, size, just, just yes. the size. I'm like, whoa, what, what what did you do, Jake? What did you do, Jake? Yeah. Your, your thing about the Dementors reminds me. I was trying to um, get my doctor to switch from Prozac to milk chocolate. And she said <laughs> no. It, cure, it cures everything. It helps. It really Yeah, it helps. really um, Okay. Um, but, um, yeah, and then I think I said, oh, yeah, I said my... Oh, yeah, so I, I agree the, the worst adaptation probably five. My least favorite movie, I don't know... It's funny. I I don't know. I don't I don't really like six that much. You can say that. I mean, uh, I you, I mean I I, I I yeah I, I don't really like six that much. I used to really like four, but that's dropped uh, since then. It's also my favorite book, so like I I think that bias was there for a while. Um, they also the graveyard scene is really, or at least the core parts of the graveyard scene are really good, even if I don't like the. Death Eater design that much. Um, well, it's fine. I just, yeah. Um, I mean, that's fair to say. You can say that um, a book that that movie six is your least favorite movie because book six is your least favorite book, and you can and those you can hold those two things simultaneously. But you, it's harder for you to say that that means it's a bad adaptation. No, no, no. The, yeah, the, which um, I know you're not right. Um, 
I would. It's funny. I also think that movie seven is really close to the book in general, especially at that point in the movies in the series. Yeah, what was um, the major difference with seven? Um, I'm trying to remember specifically. I can't think of anything. But yeah, like I, I, there's. There's nothing Maybe there that, isn't. There's nothing that immediately pops to mind. It's funny. I don't. I remember being dis, um, disappointed in eight because I'm not disappointed, but because I've always liked eight a lot. But I really wanted to see the kind of culmination for the character, the fight culmination for the characters and the teachers of uh, Bellatrix versus Luna Neville and. Um, was it Hermione? No, Ginny. Mm. Uh, versus, and then Voldemort versus Slughorn, McGonagall, and Flitwick. Um, I thought Kingsley was one of them. Oh, darn it. I, I'll have to, I'd have to look. I, I don't remember. I don't Flitwick remember. Flitwick as a head of house would make more sense. Because um. I remember thinking it was all teachers, but I don't quite remember but visually i visually i wanted to see that just because like it, it it looks cool but also then it um the other yeah also it it downplay like it visually it looks cool but then it's like the teachers get to fight Voldemort and like the students get to kind of fight bellatrix um yeah it was kingsley oh okay, instead right. of flick Oh, instead of Flitwick, so it's Slughorn, Kingsley, and, er, and McGonagall. McGonagall. Okay, yeah. Um, the Bellatrix Molly thing is like an actual fight in the book, as opposed to like the it's in the movie. It's still awesome in the movie, but she just kind of like walks up, or maybe it's just it just it's felt a, it's a fight. Or no, yeah, I guess it is a fight. Maybe I just thought it was envisioned a little bit like longer. Um, oh. the the other the weird decision that. Works visually in book eight, but is a little bit odd. Uh, is the Harry Vold how the Harry Voldemort fight is done? Uh, because like it, it's not really a f- <coughs> excuse me. Bless you. Uh, it's not really a fight in the well, like in the books. The whole point is it can't be a fight because Voldemort's wand won't let him hurt Harry. Like the Elder Wand won't let Voldemort hurt Harry. That is a, so, the, how the right, yeah, the the way that the fight happened in general was so much different. Right, it, 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 them. It, I, I get that the reason that they did it the way they did in the movie is because the whole series is building up to this, and they wanted it to be bigger than them just casting like one spell at each other, but like. For me, it's like the that build up the the build up, and one of the coolest moments in the book is them circling each other and just the in the tension and how the tension of that moment and kind of everyone crowding around them and you're like it's all it's all coming down to this and it's all about the build up. It is, and, um, and isn't it so much more satisfying for? Um, Harry to dismantle Voldemort by going over every mistake that he made, crucial mistake that yes. he made, as opposed to physically dismantling him with flakes. Well, and that's the... This, and, flaking uh, him away. Right. 
And so again, snapping. <laughs> I'll that one. Yeah. Um. I. Ultimately, it works. What they did in the movie. The only thing I dislike is I is is the him being dusted because the whole. Like well, with the Belichick, that's kind of like an exploding. Looks more like an exploding curse. But the like, the whole series, Voldemort is his quest is for immortality and for him to be like more than human and above everyone else. Mm-hmm. And the fact that in the books he kind of he just kind of flops down dead like everybody else is yes. is, is an important was... is an important touch. Agreed. Um. Agreed. Yeah, that was clear. Yeah, that was definitely on purpose, and to make his, yeah, to make his death even slightly grand is is taking away from that message. Yeah. Um. It again. It works. All the like, and again, just part of what elevates eight as a movie. I I generally think the Battle of Hogwarts could have been bigger and better. I just I do I I I because it, it man th- there were thirty minutes. I guess it is. Yeah, I guess it is. I need I need to rewatch it. Um, but um, and maybe it was just I would like built it because that was one of my favorite moments in the book. Is is like when you realize that they're about to have a battle at Hogwarts, and I'm like, oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> And you're like, uh, okay, I mean, of course it had to end at Hogwarts yes, because it makes most sense. <laughs> like eighty percent of the series is at Hogwarts, yeah, at least. Um, but did I say why? I don't know my least favorite. Oh yeah, I said probably six months. So I dropped my least favorite movie. I guess I'd agree with you with five probably being the probably the worst adaptation. <laughs> Yeah, you say five is the worst adaptation, six is the worst movie, two is the two, best adaptation, yes. three is the best movie. Yes, although I would definitely hear an argument for one as best adaptation. Because um, like you said, he it, one captures that sense of wonder so well mm-hmm. um, from the books. Or from the book, I should singular, singular I should say. Mm-hmm. I have to say, like, um, if you put all of the WB intro cards oh. together, <laughs> it's like at three, it was kind of already what it should be for eight. And yes. so as you go along yes. and, and you get to seven and eight, you're like, is music even playing? Can yeah. I can't even see the logo. Yeah. Because <laughs> they're like, we have to go darker. Right. Yeah. It's like, we're going to go darker and like, the, yeah. <laughs> And like, how are we gonna pan into this one? Um, that is funny. Uh, I I will note they 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 nailed the main three, and Alan Rickman is absolutely perfect. <laughs> uh, and most of the teachers really are too. Maggie Smith. Yeah, that's that was the first the next one I was thinking of. Matt Lewis. As yeah. Matt. Yeah, he yeah, he sells that. Um, um, what's another major? Um, Bell. Oh, Ray Fiennes is great. Ralph Fiennes is good. Yeah, he he really yeah like his 
In particular, just the way he delivers some of those lines is, like, <laughs> spot on. Yeah! yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> the, the actual dialogue. The, the actual words. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, Tom Felton. Yes, yes, he's a great Malfoy. Um, Jason Isaacs, yeah. Yeah, oh, G- G- again, like, the, in general, the casting is really, really good. I mean, the, the, there's a couple, um, yeah, oh, uh, um, Golden Roy Lockhart, director of Kenneth Thor. Kenneth Branagh, yeah. He's, he really, is. all the defense, all the defense against the dark, like, yeah, like, uh, the guy that plays, um, what's his face, uh, Sorcerer Stone, Defense Against the Dark Arts. Yeah, I don't know his name. Uh, Qu- uh, Quirrell. No, I mean the actor. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he's great. Lockhart's perfect. <laughs> yes. It's kind of, yeah, Kenneth Braun is absolutely brilliant. Um, why am I blanking on Lupin's Lupin, actor? I forget. Um, I didn't know until Wonder Woman. <laughs> oh, yeah, he's Wonder Woman. Um, yeah, he's really good. Yeah, Moody's... Obviously, we talked about Melda Staunton. Slowcore's good. Uh, Slowcore and... Yeah, Slughorn's good. I mean, Slughorn and Jim, Jim Broadbent is the name. Slughorn, okay. Yeah. Uh, or he's not Defense Against the Dark Guards, but he, he's he's the new teacher. He's the new guy. He's the, <laughs> he's, new, guy. He's the new teacher. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, all this... Yeah. I mean, I... I think... I, I, of all the casting... I, I will die on the hill that Alan Rickman, and this isn't very controversial, but Alan Rickman translates that character from book to screen better than anyone else. Or I shouldn't say I'll die on that hill, but like, I, I will make are, that. I will make that argument. I think I would. I would disagree. There, the major difference between book and movie for Snape is that. Book Snape is a lot more explicit in his venom towards Harry, okay. etc. Yeah, yeah. Whereas Alan Rickman plays it more subtly. Um, I would say that. I think I, I, I would say Richard. Harris. I thought you were going to say that. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, and I would be. I would definitely. Like not disagree with that. I mean, and that's as far, as far as major characters. For for more minor, you got Imelda Staunton, the guy that plays Moody. Moody's great. Um, Luna's really good. Ivana Lynch is yeah yeah. Uh, we should talk about we should touch on Ginny because like the funny fandom. right yeah. I think it's that more... was she. Her name was knocking around in my head as the. Probably the weakest link, and, and it's tough because she also just gets less to do, like writing. Like they just don't. They just give her less to do as well. So it's yeah. She she does not. I don't think. Oh, here's one um, potential difference with the, the movie in book seven. I don't think the conversation between her and Harry at the beginning happens. In the movie, where Harry's, where they basically Harry's like, I got to go do this 
by myself. Oh, I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't remember. That kind of, we need to put this on hold or, or something like that. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> yeah, but I, I don't know. Ginny is such a firebrand. And that... It doesn't... Yeah. Even, even in... Um, even when she, I thought, fit the role better in when she was younger, she didn't bring that to... Yeah, it wasn't... The, the character... Yeah, but they real like yeah, but in general they did such a good, such a good job. Like just in, I mean obviously the big three, Fred George, uh-huh. great. Um, uh, Cho and Cedric are really good too. Robert, pa- I think Cho's maybe a little bit better relatively than Robert Pattinson, but like he's still like I, I still buy him as Cedric as kind of the this honorable competitor for Harry given what he's kind of like what do you what do you think you would have wanted from Pattinson for Cedric huh you know I don't it, it's interesting about I don't know the weird thing about movie 4 I was going to say this earlier is that with movie 4 I feel like I feel like we get less of the side characters and, and book four is when the side—I say side characters, meaning like, like we we get more the rel, the amount of Harry, Ron, and Hermione we get in movie four. I think is I don't have this. I'm sure someone has like timestamps on this, but like I think it feels proportionally larger than the rest of the movies, and it's not. And like that's when it's the book book four is when it starts to become proportionally maybe a little less because you have more. Uh, like the cast grows larger, whereas for, like for, I mean you, in cases you had, um, yeah, just characters be in like five frames because so that the actors would make it right. into the movie, like like yeah. like um, like, like Crab and Goyle and some of the. Oh no, they didn't even. They don't, get, they, yeah. I don't think they got that lucky, but uh, um, David Bradley as as Filch. Yeah, well, Phillips, they, Phillips, they just completely, after, five is like the big one where they change it, but after two, he's not really, like you said, he's not like, they, well, he basically becomes comic relief in five, is, is it, I know, I know five, because I remember like specific scenes with him being, almost, like just comic relief, basically, uh, I forget if in three and four, how they use him, if, well, he, he, he has a nice exit in 8 when he's like, Students in the corridor! <laughs> oh, They're supposed yes. to be in... They're supposed to be out of their beds, you nitwit. <laughs> yes! No, I do remember that. That was a good... Yeah, that was a good line. Or, yeah, a little, like, call out. Um, yeah. Um, Ready to move on? Yes, is, yeah, I think we've exhausted... At least, well, I, I should just say that because we could talk about Potter for. <laughs> for um, yeah, it's as exhausted is a strong word. Magicians. Yeah. Well, um, for those listeners that don't know, Magicians is my favorite series. Books. Um, clarify <laughs> the book series. We clarify. Not, okay. Not yeah. The book show. series. Yeah. Yeah. For in a, yeah, yeah. A conversation about adaptations. You're right. It's my favorite. It's my favorite uh, book series. Um. And there are things about the show that I really enjoy. I really think 
the casting is spot on, particularly Hale, Hale Applebaum as Elliot. He's great. Um, Jason Ralph as Quentin. Um, Stella Maeve as Julia is not as I pictured her, but she almost... I, I kind of think she might have made the character better uh, or more more like appealing to me. She yeah, she does. Yeah, I, I yeah, I do like what they did in general with her. Yeah. And you know, just just the what they stylistically brought to it is um was good. And then e- even towards the beginning they mess with the plot which from the beginning, I'm like, I don't really care because the plot is not why I love the book so much. Right. It's the themes that it presents. Right, and nor is it, and even the way love they're written, it's clear that the plot is not the, the plot's not the major focus. Right. You have, you know, the, this crops up and it's the, the, the magic system is soft as silk. Right, it's 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 just this thing crops up and then this thing crops up and it's just like okay, what 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 do these do to further the theme? And usually they do. Yes. Um, yeah, Alice is in particular <laughs> some of that, but the what what's the the thing with Alice? Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah, that's, that, that's yeah. Really and she, I do <laughs> like her a lot. That actress. I don't think we touched on her. I I I did not. I didn't picture. I don't think she is supposed to have blonde hair. Oh, really? At least, oh, at least, interesting. at least, judging from the graphic novel, I was um, going to go get it. Go ahead. I might have just pictured her with brown or black hair because that's that's an Alice I know. Um, but I but I think that it also actually is darker hair, and that okay. the graphic novel makes me think that it is further. Um, but. It really started to go its own direction in a way that I think many people really liked. Yes. Um, I thought that it did a disservice for what I was looking for as far as the themes. Um, And that's my perspective as someone who loves the book so much. I don't really consider... um, Later, magi- and I um, I only watched seasons one and two, I think. Oh, oh okay. So, okay. so um, that's just the way I understand it. Went, right. it went that direction. Um, and it was right for many people, but it probably wouldn't have been for me. There was this, there was this event that happened at the end of season two that like is a huge emotional moment in the books, and it was kind of just like, okay, this happened. Yeah, I think and I that, yes, that. I think I know what you're talking about. Yeah, and the yeah, there's another. I don't want to get spoiler because there is a specific thing I want to kind of reference. Um, does it have to do with a character that has a different name in the show? No, it does not. Hmm. Uh, I yeah, it does not. It has to do with uh, one of the uh, Pevensey. Uh, analogs or whatever you'd call them. <laughs> uh, hmm. The chat wins. Yes. Um, but say, well, well. First of all, going back a little bit, I I agree with ultimately. I, I 
I agree with you in terms of it doesn't quite give me what I want thematically. Like, it's... I enjoy watching the show, but it's... It tries a little too hard to, uh, with the we're an edgy adult magic sh- like we're an, we're edgy is like yeah. ca- like that's kind of but and they kind of but and then, then they they weirdly they're both tongue in cheek about it but also not so it doesn't quite fit where Love Grossman would do that but like uh or so for example like there's a lot of like partying and whatnot but. In the books, it's pretty... Love Bros. does a really good job of making it clear that in certain parts, of the, like, they're they're miserable and they're using all the partying and drugs and, like, alcohol to, like, escape. Whereas... Right. It, and it's kind of like that in this show, but, like, oftentimes, like, it's still presented as, like, oh, they're just... They're, it's, oh, they're at a party with some magic things or whatnot. Mm-hmm. And they're kind of just, it's, it's, it's all about the hedonism. Yes. But it's not, it's not complete without showing them look sad afterwards or even in the, while they're doing it. Yes. To be like, this is, this is really empty. Yeah. Um, but again, like, uh, the casting is good. I mean, it, it, it's fun. I mean, mm-hmm. I, it's fun to watch. I mean, not it's not going to be near any of my favorite show ever, probably. But, um, but yeah. No, I, I don't think there's anything else I really had to say about uh, it. I I guess I will make my the one spoiler comment I was going to make just because spoilers. I, so yeah, so spoilers for the magicians the. This show in particular. Um, so Martin Chatwin. Mm-hmm. Uh, in this is the, this was the only in the show he's molested by Plover. Right, and that's not the case in the book. Correct, and but almost more important, or it's the same thing. Like, but like in the show, he kind of becomes that person, like the monster, because at least in part because he was molested in. In the yes. show, he becomes the monster because he grew up and became an adult in a world that's not meant for adults. And so, like... Did you say in the book he does that? Yes. Okay. Right? Like, yes. Yeah. Yeah. The, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, 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 could, I thought it was... Yeah, sorry. Yeah. And way. so... Yeah, in the book, that is why. And, and you're ma- right. That's a big deal. Yes. Like, well, because in... On the service, you're like, oh, I... Like, it's still off... <laughs> Like, it's like, oh, well, it's awful. What happened in it? Like, someone see, oh, well, yeah, like, if he went through that in the show, like, maybe I could see why someone would turn out like that. But, like, the books, the, the books, it makes, like, it, it makes a much more, it, it's more of a message of, like, hey, like, this is what happened to this guy who, like, basically, like, he, like, grew up kind of sort of in a really twisted way mm-hmm. in a in a world that you weren't really supposed to grow up in because you're not supposed to like be there after you're like right, after, right even after like a magic a world or, or um is after you mature is is not enough to resist that 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 is the big problem with having this this horrible thing this molestation yes to um 
lead someone to say, oh, if it hadn't been for this, he wouldn't have lost his innocence. Yes, he would have. Right. Yes, he would yes. have. You can't stop yes. it. That's the point. And, 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 and I do forget if I do forget if they try and say something like that. Like I, I do forget if the it's show. Possible. Yeah, I forget if the show kind of if the show ever explicitly says like that was the cause, but I, but like it is more ultimately powerful to like or like or. Oh, that's not the word I'm looking for. It 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 hits it hard, like it hits harder when you realize, oh, because it's almost a like this could happen to anybody, not anybody, but like, yeah, and, and I mean, obviously that could happen to anybody right. too, but it doesn't. The, yeah. the thing that is more relatable on a wider scale yes. is that you have to embrace growing up, and you don't want to the. The problem with the with Plover is that it, other than it saying that it's it's the reason for the loss of innocence, is just in a more general sense to it it breaks the mold of what the books often do, which is to guide you away from certain kinds of catharsis, either yes. either reaching the end of a quest. Or being able to pinpoint something as as the evil that you have to defeat, yes, and it really almost never is. The only time it really is is with Martin, and then that is because of what right. of yeah in the books, not because of uh, a greater evil twisting him, right, but because of a good thing lasting too long. Yes. Yes, or and not being able to grow past that. Um, yeah, so I think that's a for magicians. Yeah, uh, there's a couple I want to touch on. Um, Man, the High Castle in general, really good. Um, similar to so it's, it's based on a novel by Philip K. Dick, Man in the High Castle, the same guy that wrote the Blade. Duane Duane's Dream of Electric Sheep. Yeah. Uh, it's similar issues that... It has more of a plot than the book does because the book is more of a... It's more about the ideas. Um, but it really works. Ironically, my favorite parts of the show are not in the book. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, and not that, the, not that they're saying anything about the book. It's just saying that certain choices and characters and world-building things they did with the show were excellent. It's like Thrones in that it did have to go past the book. Yes. Um, and it is like Thrones in that generally it started really strong and then ended not so strong, um, but to less of an extreme. Yeah, I, I, I would agree with that. Um, the major difference in terms of it goes past the books is that in the... All, all, not spoiling anything, the book... The ending of the book is not is unclear, and he does this with with Duandro's Dream of Electric Sheep too. It's it's pretty ambiguous, um, and uh, and so there it leaves more room for them to kind of do some things that they wanted to do in the show. Uh, 
Worst Thrones, like the like the point is specific consequences of specific decisions, mm-hmm. and like they and they and so like the certain plot specific plot points matter more or how you get there. This is the uh, the uh, all the consequences of all the decisions. Oh, but man, 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 man uh, yeah. Oh, yes, yes. <laughs> Um, that's all I have on that. I um, unless, yeah. It's it uh, should also be noted that um, a really major actor did have to leave the show unexpectedly, which pro- yes. which almost certainly altered the last season. I, I would think so. That being said, the last season has one of the best episodes of the entire show. W- one of the uh, I, w- I would I would I would distill be, I would yeah. I would distill it down to that scene. Even. Yes, yes, yeah, I yeah, I I, I think you could say that. Um, it, yeah, yeah, but yeah, um, that's it. Um, so, uh, Ender's Game. Yeah, Ender's Game. <laughs> Why don't you kick that off? Oh, uh, I think Ender's Game was one of my favorite books ever. The movie is <laughs> decent. Um, it it. it it nail it, it. It's decent. Uh, the casting is generally pretty good. I think uh, I like Oscar Butterfield is pretty good as Ender. I still kind of just see Harrison Ford <laughs> when I look at I forget a uh, graph, but he does well. Like yeah. that 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 character is kind of there to just like give basically status updates on. Or I guess he's like Ender's main mentor. Right? Or well, no, Ender gets like. Ender's first kind of he he's the Obi he's like the Obi Wan to the Mazarakum or to the Yoda. Um, I can I can finally I can finally say with with definity it's false. The bugs, the war, <laughs> all of it. <laughs> That's great. Um, although I would clarify, it's not it's not that well. Yeah, we'll, we'll just leave it at that. Um, um, I, as someone who's who who also read the book um, well before the movie came out, um, but it do, doesn't hold it as I, I don't even want to say isn't as much of a fan though. It, that's true. I, I don't hold it as much in right. high regard. Um, I definitely put the movie above average. Uh, yeah, I, I, you know, I, I would say yes, ultimately. Because the battle room, they absolutely nail the battle room just visually, which is this, and the command school stuff is really cool. And Right. And I buy Ender's emotions and how they're, gen- generally, how they're, like, portrayed. Yeah, um, one thing that the movie did do poorly was, um, uh, Peter and Valentine in the Yeah, beginning. yeah, and it's tricky because a lot of the Peter-Valentine stuff in the books is almost more set up for the sequels, mm. um, so I get why they, but, like, at the same time, it's a very important point that he was, like, the blending of the, like, he had some of Peter's edge but with Valentine's heart uh, right. yeah so I I would agree with that um, and they could have made it 
It's weird. I feel like they could have made it because it was shorter. If I remember correctly, they could have made it. They could have made it a little longer and added some of that. Right. Yeah. It was not. It was not bloated by any means. Um, so they. Yeah. They could have put that in. Um. And I. I thought they did his 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 moving his his navigating the politics. Yeah. Of, of the boys. Um. Okay. Yeah, I say okay. I I wish we had gotten a little bit more in battle school. Like, say, giving them a couple, say, one more battle and a couple more scenes showing the kind of like effects and consequences of like the battles, like not in the battle room, like with the politics. That, mm-hmm. however you're gonna whatever, like gonna call that, um, like that because that that could have given that more development, um. But yeah, I yeah, I would agree with that. O- above average in general. Um, I say the same with the expanse. If you want to move into that, yeah. Um, well, you know um, all the things that get changed because there's as yes. as an adaptation, it is one one of the more unfaithful technically wouldn't you say than any of the ones we're talking about um in certain capacities i don't know it <sighs> oh you know what one thing we should have mentioned with this, since we're talking about adaptations yeah. one of the things that uh, we should have mentioned with the magicians is the fact that julia's story is moved i was to yes season 1 um which is definitely taking a deviation from the books where her story is not... She's introduced in book one, but her point of view and her whole story um, is not until book two. Um, And again, just as with the character in general, I think that was a good decision. Yes, that was a very good decision. Yeah, yeah. That that I would... Yeah, I would agree with that. So that's an example of something that is, you know... to go, going back to the philosophical end of things, an ad- adaptation's job is to improve th- the source material and better promote its strengths by yeah. transcending its literal right. plot or whatever. Um, that was an example of one doing that. Yeah. No, yeah, I I agree with that. Um, yeah. I just wanted to get that no, in. no, no. I I so I thought of that earlier too, and then I like we moved on. And I like slowed my mind, but but um, um, if I'm not, you, you keep telling me though maybe this is more true with later books than with earlier books. Um, I feel like you keep telling me that the expanse um, completely changes certain character roles. It it. Um, Goes from like season one is 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 book one and a half, and then half yeah, of two it, it's is season two. He, here's what I'll say: what the expanse as a whole, the expanse is adapting the expanse, meaning like so like like the the like the series is called the expanse. It's it, it's it is not meant like. I try not to look at it as a, like, one-to-one ratio of season equals book, even though that's in certain 
aspects of what that is. Like, like season one does not equal season one, season two, even though they're is overlap. But no, I mean that's right. that's what I'm trying to say. That's perfectly valid. Yes. I think, and that is not something that's very common. Oh yes, but but all I'm trying to say is that it not to put a value judgment on it. It right. just is true that it's not a wonder. Yes, correct. Thing because they're emphasizing, as you say, adapting the whole story yes. in the most effective way. Yes, possible. Yeah, no, right, that makes sense. Um, yeah, in general, it's good. I think the biggest drawback is that it's not able to. The show is not able to as effectively show the like some some of the exes some of the like politics and world building which are some of the book strengths are not because some of it's like narrator exposition and whatnot in the books um uh or for whatever reason i don't that's the one thing i don't feel like the show does quite as well but overall i really enjoy it mm-hmm. um yeah i, I think the, the casting in general is really good other than Amos is one of the, and not that he's bad. It's just he he's not the best fit. I don't think. I would say he's not the best, and it's I don't think you can put that entirely on casting or on him. I think it's a mixture of both. No, right? Yeah, no. Like I don't like he's a, he does a good job acting, but it, it's uh, yeah. Well, in so much writing, like I think that his character needs. To be a, a little, a little more under, a little more understated slash subtle, um, and it, uh, it, what, it, he needs to be more subtle in the show. Well, I mean that's not quite the right word, but I got the sense that you were telling me that it's he is too. Um, he's he comes across as more jaded than he does unstable, which I. I feel like he's supposed to come across as a as as like you could just oh yes yep yep yes correct yes correct yeah that, almost push him off the edge yes a little push yes that that that's a better way to phrase it than I and w- and when the when the script calls for it when he gets to that moment he does the snapping okay it's just that that should probably be apparent in his everyday actions too yes more so than it is yes. Um, so, uh, Witcher? Yeah, I, I'll briefly touch on the Witcher. Yeah, I, I don't, I don't um, know a thing about a, on any of the three mediums, um, right. which I'm assuming is what you're going to focus on, that it had, it's kind of like a three-way adaptation, yes. or maybe a double adaptation, it, you could say. Yeah, so I haven't played the games, um, it's on my list too, eventually, but... I enjoy, I overall enjoy the show and the books are I'm not going I'm not going to do the whole thing about it but the show does and the books do this too where they there's some this is more just a general storytelling thing maybe uh, that just comes across a little more in the show where it's there's arbitrary time jumps or 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 there's multiple timelines where they're. Uh, where there doesn't really need to be, uh, and, and but like it almost, or they present multiple timelines as if it's a mystery that they are multiple timelines, 
when nothing is really gained from that. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, like, and it, it more becomes confusing, somewhat confusing in certain instances than, oh, that makes sense, like, as to why this character was doing this thing. Um, they're fun. Henry Cavill's great as Geralt. He's really good. Mm. Um, Jennifer, I like her a lot. Series good. I forget. I don't know the actress's name. Um, the only thing is, a lot of the minor characters, a lot of the minor characters become more major in the books. So I'll be curious to see um, how they, how the more minor characters do because we just don't see a lot of them in the first season mm-hmm. um i've heard that the games all take place after the books uh whereas so the show is the adaptation of the books and i've heard the I games see. are all after the books maybe maybe one and two one and two aren't i have again i haven't played them um but uh, I've heard that the games in general uh, kind of uh, streamline the storytelling a little bit more. I see. Is generally what I've heard, but yeah, that's all I have on Witcher. Did we do Watchmen? I don't think we did. Wow. Because I was just thinking of something that is like in three different yeah okay mediums so let's and... do, let's do Watchmen so movie first I think I why not, well why not graphic novel for a second or or, or, I, or I mean I, I was going to talk oh, as, yeah, as an adaptation okay yeah. sure yeah the movie first I enjoy the movie so do I. So do I. I. I recognize why people would have issues with certain things that the movie does, but I enjoy it. It it, it leaves out um, a couple of pretty major things, one of which is uh, very thematic and definitely adds something to the graphic novel. Yeah. It also... Um, streamlines away something else that people got up in arms about that I don't really I guess I I read the I I saw the movie first yes, I don't really same. understand why they don't like because it it kind of seems random to me I think I know what you're talking about and I agree kind of yeah, yeah. and it's just like it made just so it fit so much more with anything else the way that the movie did the climax versus yes. the way that the, I yeah, <clears throat> the, uh, the the book did the climax, um, but it is it is really fun. The actors do a really good job. It's, I think it's very well paced, um, and it's it's stylized. Um, yes. in a not a super in a in, in a very balanced way. Yes, the, the, we're we're in a good snacks Zack Snyder territory. <laughs> we are. <yes. laughs> The, yeah. the, the, the like three around the three hundred era, Watchmen three hundred and yeah, there's something yeah, and even like, um, even not talking about the quality of movies, which like three hundred is a good movie, yeah. um, but it is definitely, it seems to me to be more. I I want to say more stylized than Watchmen, but I also don't. It's I think it. 
it's is more, a, well, you know, like it's it's more uniformly stylized throughout the movie. Yes, was yes, I, yes, I agree with that. But where, uh, whereas Watchmen is more, there are just specific points that are very stylized, and sometimes and others where he pulls back on that a little bit. Right, uh, like um, with um, uh, Silk Spectre, some of the Silk Spectre stuff in general, and Silk Spectre and Night Owl. Yeah, that when they're not, when they're just in people, the, yeah. when they're just people, that's definitely not. Whereas Three Hundred, it's it's all, all the yeah. time. It's all the time. Um, so that, that's that, those are my general thoughts on the movie. Yeah, uh, similar. Um, yeah, the style works. Um, the show's better. <laughs> if you had to, if make, I, if, you if ha- I have to make it, if you have to make me pick, I agree. Um, I don't want to. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. Which is again, it's it's the closest thing I can think of is it's very similar to the Watchmen show is very similar to Blade Runner twenty forty nine in that you could almost look at it as a reboot from a certain point of view because it tells a very a not a very similar story with some legacy characters involved. Um. And deals with similar themes, um, and with similar plot, and even similar plot, like, vaguely similar plot structures, um, but, yeah, the show really, really, in in general, really works. It is a, um, it has a lot of good things going for it, it has, um... One really fantastic actor as a legacy character. Yes. Um, it has a a lead that is really compelling. That could have really easily not been compelling. Uh, agreed. Yeah. Like, and yeah, I think that's probably the actress is uh, yeah, Regina, she, Regina, King, uh, Regina King. I think. Actress. Okay, I don't, oh, I don't yeah. know. Um, but yeah, she she does a fantastic job. Um, it is a extre- extremely not only an unproblematic casting, but a, it's it's a it's a warranted casting um, given the uh, the subject matter of the show. Yes, mm-hmm. um, and the relationship. With uh, her relationship with her husband yes. before it gets complicated, um, is such a well done role reversal. Um, as far as like the person who's doing the important, dangerous work in the marriage, but it's it's he's still a husband and she's still a wife, but but. It's, but, it's just yeah. she's she's filling that role instead of like being the man. I, I don't know if I'm making any no, sense. no. You are the, the the show. I generally think the show deals well with identity in that regard, mm-hmm. and that like it's yeah. It it doesn't do stuff ju- like it, it doesn't do stuff just to make a statement about like a given trope or expectation, but like it often does subvert some of that stuff. But in right. like. S- ways that really work 
Yes. Um, I don't want to say subtle, but like tactful or deliberate. 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 Yeah, that's a better word. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I think that's it for me. A Watchmen. Unless you have. I think that's it. I'm excited for continuation. <laughs> wow, yeah. <laughs> uh, all right, so there's two future ad- upcoming adaptations I want to touch on. That's right. The, the first of this will be a relatively quicker discussion is Dune. I, I just finished rereading it, and I cannot wait. <laughs> mm. I I read it a while ago, um, I have, and I remember select bits of it. Um and am really excited to see what this extremely talented director does with set pieces. Set pieces. <laughs> right, yeah. No, no, he's great. I'm just saying that's that's probably what I'm looking forward to the most is how, how he how he builds the visuals. Yes. Yeah. Because yeah, the visuals and the cast itself is great. I think Timothy Chalamet is going to be great as uh, Paul Atreides, the lead. Um, the uh, Oscar Isaac is playing Duvalito. <laughs> uh, I forget. And who... um, oh, who's playing? Um... Jason Momoa is in it. Uh, wait, you know what? I'm going to pull up the cast. Is he is he playing Duncan Idaho? No, I don't no, think he I is. No, I don't think he is. Someone Duncan who Idaho. is playing Duncan Idaho? Um, is it Woody Harrelson? No, I don't. <laughs> Hold on, let me. Oh, up. why is this? Oh man, I, I was like, was oh, that's interesting. This is gonna make me angry. Uh, sorry. I'm... Yeah, we need to know this. Yeah, I need to double check this. Why is it? Uh, apologies. Oh, Jason, oh yeah, Jason Miller is Duncan Idaho. It, it, he is okay. He is. Uh, oh, Zendaya is in it. Is, yeah. Dave Bautista. That's interesting. <laughs> yes. Stellan Skarsgård is playing... Josh Brolin is Gurney Halleck. Oh, that is going to be so much fun. And Javier Bardem is... Oh, yeah. Javier Bardem is, is in here, too. God, God Javier Bardem is freaking amazing. <laughs> Are there any other actors that I recognize? I don't think so. Oh, I do recognize this guy, though. I don't know where from. This Bob's Olusanmokun. Yeah, I'm not entirely sure. But, yeah, the cast is great. Um, I don't... I don't... I'm about to Ferguson. I don't know who is Lady Jessica. I don't really know what else she's been in, but... Yeah, this guy was in The Defenders. Hmm. That's all I can see. Huh. Um, but yeah, it's, like you said, Denis Villeneuve, who did Arrival and later in 2049, it's just like, I'm super excited. <laughs> yes. Um, Wait, I feel, I feel this is a movie. Oh yeah. This is a movie, yeah. Like, if it's good, like my review of Dune catapulted it into my top ten, I think. If it's good, we could be, if it like depending on how like if it's good, we could we could be broaching like my top certainly my top three favorite movies depending on how it is like done. I'm um, gonna go a step farther and say that if it's good, 
um, we could see a dawn of a science fiction age to, you know, usher out the superheroes. Oh man, oh man, I would. I'm not all right. I'm not going to say I would like that, but like as much as I love superhero stuff, I like science fiction. Well, obviously there's there's like that blurred line of superheroes and cap superheroes as genre encapsulating lots of other genres, but right. I I that would be very very interesting. Um, I'm trying to picture Thanos as Kurdi. <laughs> this is what I is what I'm currently yeah and. Uh, really, and, and, uh, yeah, but. And while Dune may potentially usher in a new era of (laughs) sci-fi, there's another, there's another work that may continue, that will probably continue the strong performance of fantasy. The Disney adaptation, upcoming adaptation of the Percy Jackson series. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. That mono that, that monolith of a series. Which I which I is gonna be cool, but <laughs> No, we are talking about the Wheel of Time. Which we haven't done that enough no, on no, this podcast. No. Um so many things could happen. Uh yeah, that that's 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 probably the Yeah. Looking at this compared to because Dune, it's a little more. We have like images and like we know, we just know more in general. Wheel of Time, it's the biggest thing is a, at least story. Of the Wheel of Time is bigger than Dune the book as like a story. Like it just it's, it's different to compare that. But yeah, that's there, there's so many more eventualities of what could come. Of the actual show, The Wheel of Time. Here's what I think the likelihoods are. I think that it's... 60% chance that it starts off really strong and goes really strong for a while and then gets weaker Hmm. uh, as you go towards (laughs) the end. Yeah. A 30% chance that it is subpar from the beginning... And a ten percent chance that it is excellent all the way through. I th- I think that's a pretty fair um, a pretty fair like uh, analysis. Yeah. The only thing I would insert would be some sort of percentage of it's not it's it of of it's not super distinguishable in the beginning uh in terms of from the books or from from, from like lord of the rings would be the big like like where people it's not that's true but yeah we're like people watching say season 1 look at it and how is this different from lord of the, or, or this is very similar to lord of the rings and that and there's elements of game of thrones uh, but because and how uh, many uh, elements of Game of Thrones do you think there will be? Not many. the only reason I say that is, is when you get to some of the like if, the only reason I say that is because like there's a couple scenes like so some there's a couple scenes in big cities with kings and queens 
that are more Game of Thrones than Lord of the Rings, only because Lord of the Rings doesn't have any pol- like has hardly any politics. <laughs> um, but. <laughs> As far but as like, are we going to get anything? What I'm trying to say is, are we, are, are we going to get anything approaching Game of Thrones levels in a certain area, or are we just going to have to deal with tasteful igloos? I, I think tasteful igloos is going to be as pretty much as far as we get. <laughs> yeah. I, it's hard yeah. to say. There, there are. It's just not. It's not focused upon in the same way, but there's definitely there are definitely those scenes. This is okay. So this is part of where so many things could happen. Where, so all right. So we'll say in the romance department, they could start emphasizing certain things earlier, and you know, have more than one scene about a given relationship in <laughs> in the first book, uh, um, or the first season, or and a half, or whatever. But, um. You you can they'll be able to seed some things earlier, and this goes back to like it being tricky of it seeming too similar to like Lord of the Rings in the beginning, but you still want to like they have the foresight of like having the whole series, so you want to be able to. you want to give like tastes of stuff that's going to come later, but there really isn't opportunity for that in the books until late in the first book. So I, so it's tricky. Um, and given the, um, how the books pan out in general, um, I would like to see them take the same, um, approach as the expanse yeah as far as I, yes. adapting the wheel of time yes i think that would really work um the wheel of time has more very clear very or er, it, it, it's gonna matter be more important with the wheel of time how they hit certain climax points yes um and how that so that'll be interesting especially especially when we get mid series how some of that stuff gets broken up um right yeah mid mid to mid to end series. yeah mid, yeah <laughs> yeah and i and th- but there might be um significant changes as far as being certain repetitions early on maybe that could be condensed and i'd like to think that those kinds of smart decisions are what um brandon sanderson references when he talks about how there are going to be changes Mm. and i think they're to the shows or the stories benefit um that's what i hope he means yes um and not you know something that's not smart <laughs> yeah and they're just like i'm gonna say that it's smart because I, I i'm like the spokesperson right. for the series now yes i yeah it'll be yeah it'll be it'll be very interesting i'm just trying to i yeah it'll be very interesting to see how um yeah d- decisions they make on what to 
Well, hopefully, what to cut out? <laughs> Some or or because right. obviously there, are, I say obviously, and that could be controversial, but there are certain uh, uh, plot lines that be, can be cut out or cut significantly, out entirely. Short, yeah, entirely. <laughs> A lot that can be significantly can be at least shortened in some portion, um, but we'll see. You could even, um, you know, mush uh, cut some of those plot lines together. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. You could have someone I, being held captive at a circus. All right. I think we're done. <laughs> All right. Well, <laughs> no. um, uh, one, one thing I, I had thought taking to go in the circus ruined it. Uh, cause the circus ruins everything. everything. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's fine. I, this is, this won't be the last time we talk about this. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah. Um, I do think that the, the romances will hopefully in general feel better because we'll like actually see people interacting. Hopefully. <laughs> So I, I think in, I think the, in that sense the medium will help the romances out. Hopefully, <laughs> I'm curious. Uh, one major thing I'm curious about is what the dialogue will be like. Um, you yes. have um, this really precise tone struck in Lord of the Rings and Game of Thrones that are perfect for their mm-hmm. universes. Um, I'm curious what they decide is best for the Wheel of Time. Yeah, because I don't really... Because I, I don't know if, like... Like, Mar- like Martin's dialogue translates directly onto the screen so well. I don't he's know... He's also a screenwriter. The what? Because he's also a screenwriter. Well, yeah, yeah. So, like... Uh, yeah, that's what you guys like start, I think. But like or yeah. one of the starts. But um like with Jordan or with Wheel of Time, it's not not everything trans not everything will translate as well directly to the screen, which isn't a which isn't a bad thing. But not in the I mean not in the same it's, way because yeah. I wouldn't have said that Tolkien's dialogue That's true. Trans- translated fairly well. That's but true. Lord of the Rings was something magical Just coming they, together. They, they they captured lightning in a bottle. Like it, 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 yeah, they they captured lightning in a bottle and somehow did it like purposefully. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Alright, this isn't the last time we'll touch on adaptations ever, but uh, I think we hit a lot of at least our things that we... (laughs) Yes, I think we... Generally knowledgeable of. Pretty good coverage. Yeah, so... Alright, this has been the Acolytes of Merlin. We're your hosts, Johnny. And John. And thanks for listening. Mm -hmm.